Hey there, folks, and welcome back to Guilds and Goblins, the What If World show, where your questions and ideas lead to off-the-cuff adventures. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a question from a listener named Oliver. My name's Oliver Kell. I'm born a house years old. I really like snails. What snails keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing? Thank you, I like your show. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love snails. They're so cute. I agree, Mama Gemma. Now let's get one more question before we introduce your characters. Ah, shucks. This question comes from patrons Alex, age 9, and Anastasia, age 7, who write, What if Cthuncle had an identity crisis? Oh, perfect. So we're supposed to side with the villain or something? I didn't say that, Lola Rabbit. It's just the what-if question. Now, could you start by introducing yourself? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm Lola Rabbit, but I play Lolandra, a were-bunny and nature mage who's really good at controlling plant life, which has been of zero use in this desert desert. That's true. Sorry, Lola. I'm going next. Sure thing, Papa Lou. I'm Papa Lou, but I play Sir Loth of Hoth, a Jedi Knight with thick fur and a sprite saber, and I use the Norse. Yeah. Yeah, that's your character. Okay, and let's move on to me, Swansong. But my character is Swansong, and I'm getting into character because she's a powerful old bitty of a swan who can sing and dance and tell stories. She's a troubadour, you know? She sounds almost as amazing as you, honey. Oh, thanks, Papa Lou. And I like how you're blatantly ripping off Star Wars with all your character ideas. I was being inspired by a... Uh, forget it. Well, Swan Song, Sir Loth of Hoth, and Lolandra. Let's get started with a quick recap. Mama Jamma and Papa Lou, you two invented your characters. After learning that Zack, Zizi, and Skullin were somehow stuck inside Guilds and Goblins. You started off by questioning the Bakers of Berend and Lolandra's old friend, Bridget the Bread Giant. I also snagged a Scranoli with some kind of magic dessert spell I haven't figured out yet. Yeah, but we learned our kids and Scully. We're not at that Fort Desert, but instead in the Desert Desert. And so we went out to look. It was hard going across the cinnamon sugar sand dunes. And that's when those delicious pancarets came. Yeah, and I almost caught one. But then Papa Lou scared him all away. Why well, you scared one away first? Yeah, you weren't working together quite so well as a team. But then you learned one more piece of bad news. That I, Kathunkel, had taken your children into this world. And also my nibbling Scully the Squid. <laughs> yes, for some reason, 
Cuthuncle has returned to his evil ways rather than running his successful coffee shop. I have not been able to find my coffee shop since the time Vortex, but I'm keeping myself busy. <laughs> oh, Cuthuncle, you're lucky you're just a disembodied voice right now. When we find you in that game, we're gonna teach you what's for. Yeah. I don't know what what's for means, but we're definitely gonna teach it to you, Katunkle. But first, you heroes. And sheroes. First, you adventurers are going to have to weather the cinnamon sugar storm headed your way. Oh, I forgot about that. So let's find out what if Kathunkel had an identity crisis, and what if snails kept growing and growing and growing. <laughs> Cinnamon Sugar Sands are already whipping up around you as a dark, swirling wall of desert storm gets nearer and nearer. You each have time to take one turn before having to deal with the storm. Swadsog, can you fly up and see if there's any kind of shelter anywhere? I'm on it, Adlolandra. You should make yourself into the smallest, cutest bunny possible so you could ride on her back. That's actually pretty good thinking there, Sir Loth. But what are you gonna do? I come from a world of storms. So I'll catch up with you. Just let me know where you're headed. Swansong, you see that off in the distance, headed in the opposite direction of the storm, a bunch of cinnamon roll rocks that get bigger and bigger until you see what you thought was a distant mountain, but is actually a nearby cinnamon roll of massive size. The colossal cinnamon roll twists up in a conical spire, getting taller and taller and taller, reaching nearly to the dark swirling clouds overhead. You could possibly take shelter in its deep, sugary crevices, or maybe even burrow your way inside. I grab up Lolandra, and I fly for it. Follow me! I shout to Sir Loth as I lead the way. All right, Sir Loth. You start hustling in the direction Swan Song just flew, but then the storm hits you. I use the Norse to do what? To protect me from the winds. Okay, sure, roll wonder. Here we go. Ooh, 18 plus four. The bluish white sprites, who enjoy a symbiotic relationship with you, Yedis, start swirling around you. And instead of enduring blisteringly sharp, hot cinnamon sugar winds, you enjoy a frosty cold breeze, perfect for a Jedi night, as you hustle your way safely to the tower. All right, Mama Gemma, fly me around this giant cinnamon roll tower. Let's see if we can't... Th Sorry to interrupt, but by the time you reach the tower, the winds are too strong. Swansong, you can no longer fly. Uh-oh. Can you dig us a way in? Okay, yeah. I turn into a really big web bunny. And I try to burrow my way through the wall of this cinnamon sugar. Okay, roll there. Ten plus one? You manage to carve out a chunk of cinnamon roll. That'll keep you and Mama Gemma sheltered until Sir Loth arrives. But we're not, like, inside? Uh, roll learn for me. Learn? Mm, six plus two. You may have seen an entrance higher up on the tower. 
But as you crane your swan-like neck out into the storm, a big glop of warm frosting covers you head to toe. I probably can't fly while covered in frosting. Not only that, but all dare rolls will become hard for you until you can get the frosting off. All right, Lolandra, we need to lick my feathers. Birds have tongues, right? Oh yeah, swan tongue can be used for digging, catching small prey. It's pretty handy, but I'm not sure that I want to lick you. But it's cinnamon roll frosting. Maybe if I just take some of this crumbled up cinnamon roll and dip it on you. Oh, good idea. I want that too. And as you work to remove all the frosting from Swan Song, Papa Lou finally catches up with you. Did I see a way in as I approached? Roll learn. That's a four. Well, no such luck, Papa Lou. And not only that, but Lola and Mama Gemma, you have eaten too much cinnamon roll and frosting. One of you has to either lose one heart or suffer one hurt. Wait, but do we even have any hearts? That's a great question. I like to award hearts at the beginning of the adventure, but there was so much to recap. So why don't we reward them to each other right now? Uh, how does that work? It's pretty simple. Each of you can quickly describe something awesome or kind that another player did, and that player gets one heart. And if you can't think of something, just ask me. I have lots of awesome things to say about all of you. Well, I remember it was really great how Mama Gemma admitted that she'd taken the scranoli. And then she got Bridget's blessing to keep it. While well, Papa Lou just now was very self-sacrificing, letting us fly off while he marched through the storm. There you go, Papa Lou. Can you close it out? Well, Lolandra is a cute bunny, I imagine. Let's try to acknowledge choices and imagination more than physical qualities. Well, uh, all her nature magic has been completely useless since we're trapped in a desert made of dessert. Not sure where you're going here, but she hasn't given up for a second. Even when I was being kind of a heel in the whole last adventure. So, uh, thanks for being patient with me, Lolandra. And Lola. Well, that is definitely worth a heart. And you know what? I'm gonna give up my heart. I'll say that I ate most of the cinnamon frosting off of her. Wow. If only losing a heart could give you a heart, I absolutely would right now. Ah, oh, you're such a tease, Mr. Rerick. Well, you can't really get any rest in this tiny little dugout cavern. But you do keep yourself safe for an hour until the storm passes. Mama Jamma, you are free of the frosting penalties, but I'm afraid you still won't be able to fly until you can take a good bath or shower. Yeah, I imagine just like licking frosting off of you wouldn't make you all that clean. While we're waiting for this storm to die down, Lolandra wants to put their ear to the inside of this little cave and see if she can sense any plant life or water or anything. Sure, roll wonder. Six plus four. Can I see if my Norse sprites could amplify our magic? Well, great idea. Sir Loth, you can also roll wonder. All right, take by 17 plus one. Lola, this strange cinnamon citadel is too dense and strange for you to understand. But when a few of Papa Lou's sprites land on your shoulder, you can start to hear echoes from within. There is definitely animal life inside this structure. Specifically, a squid. A squid? That must be Scully. 
Were we not skulling? So they're themselves here? Not their characters? I'm just telling you what you sense. All right, if Swan Song can't fly, then we'll wait for the wind to die down and we'll, we'll climb to that window or whatever you, you said she saw about halfway up. Well, if you all work together, you can make a team dare roll, but you'll go a little slower. I'll shrink myself down to a baby swan so they can focus on climbing and I'll look for like any secret entrances. I like that. Okay, team dare roll plus a learn roll from you. 16, nailed it. 8, I didn't, but it doesn't matter. And a natural one. So, Mama Gemma, you are snuggled up in a pile of Jedi fur as Sir Loth and Lolandra work together to scale the side of this tower. You're not seeing anything at all, but suddenly you feel a sugar rush as the just right amount of cinnamon roll you ate earlier kicks in and you get to re-roll that natural one. Ooh, I'll take it. That's a 15. You find a twisty little hole in the cinnamon roll and the three of you are able to squeeze yourselves in to safety. It's dark here and warm. And of course, it smells delicious. Good uncle, where are you? And where are our kiddos? <sighs> the cinnamon citadel is a twisting, twirling maze. You shall never find us. Yeah, but I already sensed where Scully the Squid was, so I'm just gonna follow my were-rabbit nose. Roll wonder to try to follow your senses. Fifteen plus one! You're traveling in what you feel confident is the right direction when you nearly stumble over a tiny cinnamon roll that seems to be moving very slowly. Uh, I pick it up? As you get closer to pick it up, you see a doughy little cinnamon frosted body tuck inside the harder shell-like roll. Ooh, so, oh my goodness. Are you telling me that's a little baby cinnamon snail? So I'm probably not supposed to eat that, right? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not! Oh, okay, okay, I'll just ask it. Swansong, it seems drawn to the little bit of frosting you still have stuck on your feathers. Okay, well then I'm definitely gonna pick it up and I'll tuck it up my sleeve right next to my frosted feathers. It's not able to speak, but you can feel it curl around itself contentedly and hang tight on your wrist up the sleeve of your shirt. So I found the weird little cinnamon snail, but no Scully the squid. And you shall not find them unless you are willing to look within my stomach. <laughs> and shaking off a thick coating of cinnamon sugar camouflage, you realize that your last few steps were actually on top of Cthuncle. I swing my Sprite Saber at him. You use the Norse, and your vengeful sprites form an icy blue-white blade. Roll dare, Sir Loth. Fourteen plus two. Kathungle's many grasping tentacles shoot towards you, but... You fend them off, and icy smoke rises into the sky. Ouch. But you know that violence only feeds me. <laughs> it's true, Papaloo. Like most challenges in GNG, you can defend yourself, but you probably won't win the day using force. Well, that way tells me. I want to sing a song of peace. 
So good, Uncle. Stops being so mean. Go for it, Mama Jim. Hush, God, Uncle. Give us our kids back, or Sir Loth here will attack. I'm a peaceful swan troubadour. I don't want fighting anymore. So please just please just roll. That was great singing, but you can roll now. Oh, okay. Eighteen plus two. Your song briefly gets through to Kathunkel, and a confused look passes over his face. You know, I think you'd really like a black swan latte before I consume you. <laughs> and he reaches out with a squidipus arm to hand you a piping hot black swan latte. What? Yeah, you can drink it or hand it over to someone else who will get one heart. Then I'll give it to Lolandra. This better taste better than that black hold brew. It is in fact delicious. It tastes as if you've just watched a beautiful stirring performance of the Black Swan Ballet performed entirely by actual swans. And you gain one heart. See, God Uncle, there's still good inside you. Or at least good coffee. I'll let you roll wonder to see if you can get through them. Yeah, seven plus one. No luck unless you want to use your heart. Of course I want to use my heart. My friend's safety's on the line. Possibly. Actually, my stomach's a very well-furnished clown museum. They're quite safe. Whatever, Katanko. I'm using my heart. That's a two. Well, if you're so eager to save your friends, perhaps you should join them. Lolander, roll there as Katunkel tries to eat you. Not cool, Katunkel. Natural 20! Plus 5. As Kathunkel opens his squiddy beak, you catch a glimpse of someone reaching up from his mouth. I'm gonna roll a d6. 1 or 2 at Zack, 3 or 4 at ZZ, 5 or 6 at Scully. That's a 6. You see Scully, not Skull and Bones, reaching out towards you. If Kathunkel's gonna act like this, then I'm gonna show him what's for. Whatever that is. Mr. Rarick, I assume I've got some water to drink and a couple seeds left to eat. Yeah, sure. Then I'm going to use them along with the last of my nature magic. Throwing a seed inside Kathunkel's mouth and then causing it to grow and open his mouth so I can get my friends out. The last of your seeds and the last of your water get thrown in his mouth. But then you're going to have to use your turn next round to cause it to grow. Why is everything so hard? Because Kathunkel is a tough challenge. Yes, I made my own stats. They're pretty much unfair. But I want to use my Jedi strength to try to close his beak shut and hold it there. So he can't spit out the seeds. <laughs> Roll there. That's a 25. His mouth is shut like a vice. That'll make it an easier roll for Lola. And I'm going to use my musical song to help the seeds grow. Great, you don't need to actually sing it this time. Amazing seeds, how big they grow. It's like she's getting worse. Okay, roll wonder. 16 plus 4. Total of 20. All successes. Lola, now it's your turn. I'll make this an easy wonder roll for you. And if you get a 20 or over, you can get two of your friends out. That's a two. And a 19 plus 4, 23! Alright, I'm gonna roll a d6 to see who gets left behind. 1 to 2, it's Zack. 3 to 4, it's ZZ. 5 to 6, it's Scully. That's a 4. Sorry, ZZ! Your seeds grow and sprout, turning into saplings and growing wider and larger. 
The magic only lasts a moment, but it's long enough for the Jedi Knight, Sir Loth, to get in there and help pry the mouth open as you pull out Zack and Scully. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. You hear Zizi's voice echo. No, no, no. If you had rolled more poorly, I could have hurt you all severely. Sorry, Papa Lou, this game isn't about hurting people. It's about teamwork and creativity. And also catchphrases like, growing up for ya. Your catchphrase needs work. Oh, well, Gilded Goblins is also about uh, workshopping ideas. Yeah. I didn't realize that. You know, actually, I've been stuck here too. I was really just trying to keep the children safe while I could figure a way out and... Honestly, the easiest way seemed to just be to take over the entire world, you know? How could that be the easiest way? It's so difficult talking to non-omnipotent people. Why wouldn't you just let us help you? Because I knew you'd think I kidnapped your children as part of some devious plot to take over the world. So you pretended to kidnap their children as part of a devious plot to take over the world? I hear how that sounds now, yes. Well, you know... You did keep us safe, Kathunko. Even if it was against our will. It's called parenting. Get used to it. Oh, no, Kathunko. I've learned sometimes you gotta let these kids spread their wings, metaphorically. Uskali may grow wings if he hangs out with me long enough. I have a sort of mutating quality. Well, that's news. But it doesn't matter. I couldn't figure out a way out. I couldn't even get out of this desert desert. I think I could help with that. Oh, ZZ, just get out of there, will you? <laughs> That's the last time I ever go to a clown museum. Oh, my babies. Oh, I didn't know swans could hug so hard. ZZ, you said you know the way out of the desert. These constant cinnamon storms have kept me grounded this whole time. Well, there is one creature native to the desert desert. That I think can withstand storms of any severity. Will you just tell us, Zizi? We know you're smarter than me. I mean, I mean, uh, most uh, people. Then I got a smart kid. I'm proud, okay? And with a flick of her wrist, a tiny golden swirl of smoke appeared at the tip of her wand and traveled down to the base of the citadel. Well, she doesn't have to roll for things? This is weird. Suddenly. <laughs> The whole structure seemed to shake as a massive half-baked back seemed to rise out of the ground with two giant gooey eye stalks stretching into the sky, one of which turned to look at all of you. Oh, you must be like the great-great-great-great-grandparent of all these other snails. The eye stalk seemed to lower as if in a nod. Well, I happened to find one of your babies, I think. Or your great-great-great-grandbabies, I don't know. You pull out the tiny snail that you found wandering inside the citadel. And the colossal cinnamon snail's eye gives a delighted wink and wiggle. It says thank you. I speak fluent mollusk. Well, can you ask it to crawl us out of the desert desert? Oh, fine. Please. And with that, the cinnamon citadel begins to move. <laughs> 
got a base of operations. And it's a giant snail, pretty cool. Yeah, but we're still not back home. And we're not our characters. We're pretty much powerless. I bet I could give you some stats so you could play as yourselves next time. Oh, okay, now I'm getting a headache. The end. Wait, but that kids are still in the game. Well, sure, but they're probably safer there than in What If World. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't even know if it exists right now. It's true. We're still waiting on your What If questions to help us figure out what happened to What If World after the Time Vortex. Oh, yeah, and like, where in What Is World is everybody else? Yeah, I figured they all want to come over Mr. Eric's house by now. I really hope not. Why, well, hey, folks at home? If you want to support What If World and get access to other great content like ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, the introductory Guild and Goblins rules, and more, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. We are part of Airwave Media. They have lots of great shows focusing on curiosity, like All Creatures Podcast, with two PhD scientists discussing a different animal species each week. It's been so great being part of this community, and I hope you check out some of their shows. Fred the Dog here to shout out Logan, age 10. He likes to play video games, and he doesn't have any siblings, but he does have a doggy sister named Penny, who is one and a half. Hello, Penny. And hello, Logan. I also got some absolutely incredible snail mail that I want to thank you kids for, and you grown-ups who helped send it. We got a great drawing and what-if question from Charlotte, age 8, all the way in Sydney, Australia. Oh gosh, I want to get out there and see Sydney one day. Then we got a beautiful letter from Madeline T, who likes art and dogs, especially pugs, and sent original watercolor character ideas that are just astoundingly beautiful and detailed, as well as character drawings of 16 different what-if world characters. You kids knock my socks off with all your questions, all your ideas, everything that you share with us. And just one final note, Madeline T, that your cursive handwriting looks almost exactly like mine and it's just uncanny. But yours is slightly better. I'd also like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Lynn Hickernell, aka Miss Lynn, who is now officially our producer. Congratulations and thank you. Craig Martinson for our theme song and all you kids at home who know that your grown-ups want to protect you so badly sometimes that we do boneheaded things like locking you up in an interdimensional clown museum. We're going to keep trying to learn from our mistakes. And until we meet again, keep wondering. <laughs>